1: Dark Hawk, Cosmic Queries Edition. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, bringing you this episode from my office at the Hayden Planetarium of the American Museum of Natural History, right here in New York City. And of course, I have with me Chuck Knight. Hey, Chuck. Neil. What's up, buddy? How you feeling? I'm doing well. All right, good. good. Are you ready for some cosmic queries?
2: Always ready for the cosmic queries. This one queries. in particular,
1: because it's on the relationship between humans and robots. Ah. That's weird. Yeah, We don't, that could go, that, there's a lot of dark places that can go. Does not compute. Of course. <laughs> That's the big, you know. And of course, you tweet at Chuck Nice Comic. Thank you, sir. Yes, I do. And you, you'd have, him, you want me to take out the person who's got Chuck Nice as the handle? Please do.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I don't know. And you know what? He's got like 12 followers.
2: <laughs> And you want your twenty followers to, and I to, want my twenty-two <laughs> followers to be able to just cut. No, I kind of like uh, the Chuck Nice comment now. Yes,
1: it grows on you, right? Yeah, it, becomes, it does. Yeah, it becomes your 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 thing, right? So, on that subject, we have expertise. Yes, we, we do. We reached out two hundred miles away, right up in uh, Cambridge. Yes, and we found a Cantabrigian, Kate Darling, Kate. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. Welcome hey. to Star Talk, And you are uh, an expert on issues related to humans and computers.
3: Yes. Specifically and, and, robots, yes.
1: Oh, sorry. Yes, robots.
3: I like computers, too.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But there, ro- there are no robots, though. You know, computers. They don't
1: really. I mean, robots are cool. Computers are
2: just computers.
3: Exactly.
1: Good point. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get that. It so, is known, yes. Uh, this is at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, the media, MIT Media Lab. And you've been there how long?
3: Nine and a half years.
1: And you, you did you come there? And you came there from how? How?
3: I was uh, a doctoral student at the ETH in Zurich, which is a tech university. It's kind of like the Europe MIT. But okay. Right. No one oh. knows that. No.
1: ETH is that a word or is that an abbreviation? It's an abbreviation for.
3: Eidgenössische Technische Hochschule.
2: Eidgenössische yeah. Technische Hochschule. <laughs> I came at Technicia She was showing off there. I yes, think. exactly. I think she was like, you
3: said it better than I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is Hosula? Yeah, so that translates <laughs> to what?
3: Uh, Federal Technical Institute. No, Federal. Yeah, Federal Technical Institute. Are okay.
1: you sure you speak German? <laughs> I, <Did she laughs>
2: not <those> anymore.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're not
1: sure anymore. <laughs> so what? What was? What were your research topics there?
3: Okay, so there I was doing law and economics and intellectual property. Oh, but what kind of economics, law and economics, law and
1: economics and intellectual property. Yeah, okay.
3: but the, the ETH has a great robotics program. There are a lot of roboticists there, and I've always loved robots. And so when I got the opportunity to come to the Media Lab. Um, I made friends with all the roboticists and switched fields. Wow, nice!
1: That's good. Yeah, very cool. To be to be not only to know you, you needed to be that nimble that the system can accommodate it. That's not always the case. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Very good. All right, Chuck. So we got these questions that came yes, in. Yes, we do. Solicited on lots on of them. humans and robots. That's
2: right. And- Everybody wants to know. Everybody,
1: this is not a this is a this is not a, a small topic. Yeah, this is something that everybody gets into. You yeah. know. all right,
2: let's um, do it. And so we always start with a Patreon patron, okay, because they uh, they offer us support in the form of uh, financial contributions, money, money. <laughs> That's
1: right. So many euphemisms for money. Well, it's amazing. It, isn't it really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Used to be, we used to have a fundraising department. Now there's the development department. Oh, development. <laughs> development,
2: yes. Mm, we're yes. going to develop some funds. We. Beca- I believe they call that counterfeiting.
1: <laughs> developing <laughs> funds. <laughs> what we the had? back office. Yeah,
2: we're developing some funds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. yes, the machine is running right now. <laughs>
2: exactly. But anyway, uh, let's shocked. go with have? Jared Goodwin, who says, uh, if a robot can pass the Turing test, Should it be endowed with inalienable rights? Could it be a marriage partner? If it's the cause of a human death, should it stand trial? Also, uh, isn't the human fear of AI just a fear of any species should have of evolution? And I mean, that begs another question. Is AI the next incarnation of human evolution right, right. which okay, is really there. That's that's in that, that was five that's questions five. <laughs> five questions so I'm going to tell you what uh, let's go with just the first one which is let's say it passed the Turing test which I mean everything
1: does now should it have unalienable rights right should it have unalienable rights or, or we can broaden it and say is there a threshold even if not the Turing test oh yeah that's a good question yeah. that's obligated. a better question
3: that's a better question because arguably robots have already passed the yeah, Turing
1: pretty test much. I think so too yeah they yeah so. Oh, but tell us um,
3: what the Turing test is. That's a good so, idea. So, yeah, the Turing test. So, Alan Turing, way back in the day, one of you probably knows the exact year, <laughs> he came up with this concept of the Turing test where he was like, it doesn't actually matter if a machine is intelligent as long as it can pass as intelligent. So, if it can fool people into thinking it's intelligent, that's basically just as good. Um, and
1: I know some people who <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just barely passed the jury test. Yeah,
3: yeah and, and, and well, so some people have turned this into contests around the world where the, it's popular for chatbots. You know, can a chatbot fool judges into thinking that it's a human, that they're talking to a human for a specific amount of time? And, you know, multiple chatbots have passed that okay. test.
1: But they never helped me. I'd never received help from a
2: chatbot.
1: <laughs> so these are these are just so I understand it. A chatbot is would be software that can interpret your question well enough and give an answer good enough so that you're listening and you say I'm talking to a human. Yes. Okay.
3: And there's some tricks that they use to get them to pass it. Like, for example, one year this chatbot won one of the competitions by pretending to be a 13 year old from the Ukraine. From Ukraine, and like the expectations for how it would chat with you were maybe a little bit different than if it was pretending to be you, for example. So okay. I I think that you know there are a lot of little design tricks where we can get people to think that robots are intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that there. Case, but
1: so is that even fair? Because now you're you're using tactics to trick a human rather than have it be an authentic profile of properties. That's a good point.
3: I mean, all of our communication is tactics. Well, though, wait a minute, t- I'll,
1: I'll give you an example. So I go way back, just, I'm an old man. Here. Okay, Okay. all right. All right. However old you don't think I am, it's makeup. <laughs> all right. So, So I remember the early days of playing chess against a computer. And I did this and it beat my ass every time. And then I realized I can trick it. So here's what I did. I would about to be, I would about to make a good move, where I'd, and I wouldn't take it. Mm. I make a different move, and it doesn't understand that because there's a very obvious move I should be making, and I'm not. And it disrupted its logical sequencing, and it doesn't know how to defend against something that I'm not attacking. Right. And so it started moving in random places, and then when I got it distracted, then I went in for that move when it was no longer expecting it. Because it gave up on me having to do And so I tactically beat the computer, but I didn't feel good about that because it wasn't just a brute force head to head. So uh, should we allow someone to purposefully, tactically fool a human into thinking it's human?
3: Well, I mean, that's Turing's whole thing, right? If you can fool them, it doesn't have to actually be intelligent. Yeah, but
1: if you fool it w- with with targeted algorithms, that feels unfair.
3: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious. I mean, Turing, unfortunately, is dead, so we can't ask him.
1: <laughs> would, would he be okay? Would he be, <laughs> yo, you cool with that? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I don't feel like I actually defeated the computer. Yeah, and I beat it. I I beat it because I beat it
3: because you kind of cheated. I, I cheated right. a little. You didn't actually beat it because you were skilled at chess. Right. Thank
1: you. It. There That's you. The, go. How how I should have said it. Right. Exactly. Right. I beat it because I I figured out how it worked and then outwitted it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm not proud of this. I live with this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've lost lots you clearly, of sleep. Clearly, yes. It weighs on you every day still.
2: Well, the chatbots work. I mean, you know, the, the, most companies now use them for uh, customer service when you are on the website and they say, okay. Can the thing, it, it pops up, can I help you with something? And it knows. There's only so many reasons you can come to this website. Mm-hmm. So, whenever that happens, whenever it pops up and says, Can I help you? Just actually say something that is, has nothing to do with the website. And, you, and and it's just like, Yes, like I'm losing my home right now. Can you help me?
1: <laughs> or can you okay, loan Chuck, me $30? The fact that you know that this is something to do tells me you need a life.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Why are you sitting at home trying to trick the chatbot? <laughs> Chuck, I mean, Chuck
2: this you know, is sad. That, I was <laughs> gonna say, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this, right? now because Why am I doing that? Is a good question. I don't know. It's it's it's
1: it's great to see because it, you just I
2: just wanna see what it says, you know what I
1: mean? And, okay, uh, so let's look at let's look let's at the look, limit. So you, you have a chat box that fools in these contests. Yes. Okay. Is that a threshold where you start giving it rights?
3: No, definitely not. And 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 I'm not sure what this question asker means by the Turing test. Like, maybe he means if it could fool you no matter what. Like, not just right. in this contest and not by cheating. If it could fool you yeah, into imagine, thinking it's intelligent. Imagine a,
1: if, a flexible Turing test appropriate for whatever is the, the thresholds of the day. Oh. So, if Turing were around today, whatever his Turing test would be, should that be sufficient? Suppose it says, I don't want to die. Okay.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And, oh. and no one ever programmed it to say this. Ooh. And it says because it's machine learning and through many interactions it has determined I'm
3: alive and I don't want to die.
2: Sorry,
1: does it freak me out, Chuck? Does
2: it deserve rights?
3: Okay. I mean it de- okay. it depends on your theory of rights because animals arguably say in their animal language, I don't want to die, and we kill them anyway.
2: Well, because machines aren't delicious. (laughs)
3: Let's
2: just be honest. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, if my (laughs) Apple computer actually tasted like an apple, it wouldn't stand a chance. (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) but, But Kate, you make a very important perceptive point that even though an animal, another animal cannot tell you, I don't want to die, it's behaving like you don't want to get hurt. Right. And
3: we actually know that they feel pain. We know it. All
1: all top to bottom. Right. God. But yet we kill them anyway. Oh yeah. my God, you guys are gonna make me vegan
2: right now. <laughs> this is terrible.
1: <laughs> this is awful. I never thought of it like that. I know, okay. You're messing with us. So yeah, what you said is unarguably correct. Yeah. So that alone would be Looks insufficient right. to give it rights.
3: I mean, if we're going to behave like we have for the past you know, millennia, but we could also say, hey, we want to be better, and we could give animals rights and give the robots rights.
2: Oh. That's just too much. I'm sorry.
1: Like <laughs> 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 yeah. Chuck, it doesn't say, I don't want to die. It says, and this too shall pass. Looks <laughs> like, Whoa. whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. Or if it says... Tell me about your mother. <laughs> there might be some that... No, but I, I agree. I, I can't... It's What you said is we, we kill stuff that we, we know, they they we we know them, right. and, and
3: you know what the sad thing is? We'll probably give some robots rights before we give the animals rights because the robot can manipulate us and can be designed in a way that particularly appeals to us. The way that we protect certain animals over others.
1: Which I think is, 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 is not entirely fair. We like fuzzy, furry animals better than animals that don't have fur. That's true. That's
2: true. Shrimp never stand a chance. (laughs) Shrimp Shrimp, shrimp don't stand a chance. Shrimp don't have fur. That's right. (laughs) Ugly spider (laughs) sea creatures. You know, and you delicious. Oh, forget, and, and you delicious. You ugly and delicious. You don't stand a chance. That's why lo- lobsters. Some, and you can see some dipping sauce. Yes, exactly. You know, it's like, that's how lobsters, like somebody made drawn butter and they were like, let's just start dipping stuff in it. And they got the lobster and they were like, this is it.
1: Right, because... The first person to eat a lobster—that's a brave. That's person. a brave
2: person. That's some ugly it's animal, right exactly. there.
1: Really? Are you going to
2: eat that ocean roach? <laughs> like, are you for real? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, no, don't try it with a drawn butter. <laughs> oh my god, what a delicacy! But yeah, okay, All well, right, so that's great. It doesn't a great offer much hope for that? It doesn't. Right. It doesn't. not for the animals. Not for the no. animals, no. and not for the not for the machines either. You right. know, it seems as though it's like you know, I, I really what it has. What what you just described is. Uh, human, our need to be superior—it's basically our need to play God over these other, you know, to be able to decide to if they decide live or die. their fates.
3: And we do that even to other people, right? This seems to be yeah, it's our, kind of our dark side. It's our
2: dark side. Wow. wow. Man,
1: okay. Me out here. Damn. <laughs> Can't go. Please,
2: well, we could now. just Can't. stop
3: <laughs> doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't we just stop doing that, like. That's apparently little...
1: it's been very hard over the <laughs> yeah. over the millennia. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, if you look at our history, no
2: we can't <laughs> <Yeah>, apparently
3: <laughs> it's really, really hard. Clearly violent. we can't do that. You know? I, I do think we should try. <laughs>
2: Okay. Yeah. Yes. The trying is a good thing. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is David Blum from Instagram. He says, Hey there. do we finish with the
3: Patreons? With the five questions. Well, he
2: had five questions, but that was the big one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that the, was, re- yeah. the rest of them were just it's lesser it, it, versions. It. Lesser versions of do they have those right? Yeah, like yeah. the right, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, if you don't have the right to be alive. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Yeah. It ain't about yeah. whether
1: you can. Ma- I don't care if Game you get married, married or not. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean?
2: If machines marry, we're going to kill you anyway. <laughs> you I don't give a damn <laughs> if my sheep is married when I eat it. Okay. Well, I don't eat mutton, but <laughs> right. my no, lamb. No, nobody's eating mutton right. today. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. All you right. Know, so there you go. Marry all the chickens you want. I am still <laughs> eating that chicken sandwich. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that was my husband. All right. <laughs>
1: Okay, here we go Alright, give another one Here we go,
2: David Blum from Instagram says this Hey, David Blum here And uh, Chuck, it's pronounced Bloom You know (laughs) <laughs> they, they know you have they, issues there you go, All right, go on. uh a big fan great show here's the question we tend to imagine robots like humanoids two arms and two legs but things have already uh things already have uh like automated vending machines and self-driving cars and responding cars these should be considered robots what defines a robot
1: and does ai have to be involved Great question, and we don't have time to answer that. Oh, okay. What? No, 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 no just for this segment. Just for this segment. <laughs> Damn, she is hey, excited for this one. For this. Man, I was like, okay. <laughs> when we come back, we will find out what in modern day defines a robot. Let's start.
2: That's me too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me too. I guess I'm just gonna have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at ChoiceHotels.com, where travel comes true. I am Michelle Danik, and I support Star Talk on Patreon. This is Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson.
1: talk. we're back. Robots, humans. What's the deal? (laughs) (laughs) What's the deal with robots? (laughs) Robots and humans. We've got Kate from Cambridge helping us out here. Right on. Right. So... we last left off, yeah. <laughs>
2: with David Bloom.
1: Da- David Bloom, who wanted to know and he, and he that he taught you how to pronounce his name. Yes, he did.
2: You, and uh, basically, quick quick recap: um, We think of robots as humanoids, two arms, two legs. But we know that we have things like bending machines, self driving cars, responding cars. Are these considered robots? Um, what defines a robot, and does AI have to be involved?
1: There you
3: go. Oh, thank you, David. So one of my pet peeves is if you do a Google image search for robot, you get almost only humanoid robots, right? They all Like he describes them. A head, a torso, two arms, two legs. Are you doing it right now? I'm doing it
2: right now as you speak. He's Googling. I'm doing it. I'm just going to put in robots. R-O-P-O-T-S. Yeah. Because
3: a lot of people immediately think of the humanoid robot, but he's absolutely right. There are many, many, many different forms of robots out there. And I do think that the definition of robot Already does include those.
2: You are absolutely right. There's not one image here of just a machine. It all it's, they have
3: eyes, even it faces. It's yeah. all
2: they all have. They're all humanoids. And okay, so all the way down at the bottom of the page, here's your first one without a face.
3: But that even has like it's standing on two legs. It's
2: standing on two legs. But I'm just saying it's yeah. You got to go all the way down, and all you get is like one without a face. Yeah.
1: But it's still a humanoid. So right, so then clearly you're losing this battle.
3: I mean, I only just got started.
1: Ooh, ah, <laughs> right on, Kate, throwing it down, throwing down the gauntlet. Kate Garland is on the case. Right? All right, how do
2: you think about that one? There's one. There you go, Kate. That's a robot Ooh, dog. Ooh, the cheetah. Yeah, that's a cheetah. That's I'm, I'm sorry. Why I are you sharing
1: the- robots and the people on the thing? Oh, will I'm do- sorry. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. Did you have your own private <laughs> I, show here? I got
2: to tell you, I forgot we were doing the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn, Chuck. <laughs> Damn. I'm oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> Go ahead, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
3: what so, our... what
1: so the point is, anyone's first idea of a robot is humanoid. Yeah. And, and you have issues with this. Yes. How, how are you going to change it?
3: Um, by telling people that this comparison between robots and humans is something that we like to do, but it limits us. It limits us. Really, the potential of this technology is that we can create anything we want. We don't have to make it a human shape. People always say, oh, we need humanoid robots because we have a world that's built for humans and we have doorknobs and stairs, but I'm also kind of like, yeah, maybe that's true in some cases. but..." Robots could climb the walls, or we could make things wheelchair accessible and mm-hmm. be able to have cheaper robots and have a better world for humans. Why do we need humanoids? Wow.
2: That's true. Why not? Even you're right. Even a manufacturer, and we call them robot arms, but no arm moves like those things. You mm-hmm. know, no arm spins and twists, and right. you know is 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 opposable in every single direction, 360 degrees. But yet, we mm-hmm. still call it an arm. You know. yeah.
3: Why are we limiting our imagination?
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. So, what do you make something a robot?
3: There, is there
2: a definition, a threshold?
3: There's not a good definition. Okay. But what a lot of roboticists use is the think, sense, act paradigm. So, something that's a physical machine that can sense its environment, you know, somehow think about or make a decision make about a what it what it sensed, and then act on its environment. Okay.
1: okay. All right. Not bad. Okay, so a simple one-task thing you wouldn't call a robot. So, so so, for example, the coffee machine in the morning, you wouldn't call it a robot.
3: Not necessarily, not it, unless it's making some sort of decision on its own. Yeah, no,
1: it's not. You're pushing a button and right. you're following, or you programmed it to make your coffee in the morning. But
2: if it were able to make you, to sense that you're in the room, right, and then determine whether or not it's Wednesday and you like cappuccino on Wednesday, it's Thursday. You like black coffee on Thursday, and then Friday you like a cafe mocha.
1: And it does that. Now is that a robot?
3: I would say probably yes.
1: No, not based on your definition. I don't agree because you just programmed it to do that. It'd be different. It'd be different if it read your mood in the morning. Up, oh, she needs a double dose. Oh, that's <laughs> she needs funny. A double espresso. Yeah. Then that's it. That is sensing an environment. What Chuck said is not sensing anything. That's but, just- like,
3: I think because of the facial recognition aspect of it, you could say, arguably, that's powered by AI. And that gets back to the question, which is, is AI involved in this? Does it have to, to have AI, right? Yeah. AI. yeah.
1: But I'm saying, if it knew how much caffeine you needed in the morning, how it talked to the alarm clock and said, you hit snooze four times. Right you know. Right. She needs some and it talked to the medicine
2: cabinet and said, he got home at two and then took some aspirin. He's clearly been drinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if it figured all that <laughs> out. figured all that out. This one, it's serious AI in your, in your situation.
2: Yeah.
3: Can I get that now? I, I would <laughs> like, like that robot,
2: that. please. All right. Oh, cool. Thank you. No, that's good stuff. All right. Here we go. Um, let's go to, oh my God, what a name is this? Uh <laughs> Mamuri. Mamuri. Okay. So uh, it says, "Why do we project human emotions in machines and robots?" So I think that's 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 a great question. But that does that really happen in real life? Or oh yeah. Is are we doing that now?
3: Oh yeah. Over eighty oh. percent of people name their Roombas.
2: Ugh, oh. that's disturbing.
3: Really? Yes. Why?
1: Because it's a thing, no, it's disturbing to you. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I'm gonna
2: you
3: don't
1: make it absolute. That is disturbing.
2: Okay. It's
3: clearly not disturbing to most people because what? they do it.
2: Okay, I guess there's <laughs> something
1: wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just let's let's reassess Chuck now. <laughs> <because>. <laughs> okay, but I mean the thing is this is but for, just for all was worth, uh, I have a Roomba gifted this past Christmas, and we haven't named it. Okay. Really? Nor is there any. Chance of that. Really?
3: That's so interesting.
1: Because it, it, plus it's too noisy. It goes around, make it, and it's like, would you hurry up, please? I mean, I. Are you supposed to run it when you're out of the home? Yeah, I know, but still, mm. I don't know. I don't trust it. <laughs> You don't trust you the people machine. In. So <laughs> in the front funny. door, <laughs>
2: honey, have you seen my earrings? Oh God!
1: <laughs> it opens up. It, and it's so, got all all, all, so, all, all your, your, your valuables inside all the silverware. <laughs> it's hilarious. Rumors <laughs> at a pawn shop the next day. <laughs> yeah. Talking to other rumors. Right. What's your take from the night? <laughs> so, That's so, hilarious. So. So, yeah, so I'm not among those who name my Roomba. But if 80% do, that's telling you something. Yeah. right? Yeah,
3: and and they even, so I was just visiting the company that makes them, and people will even send their Roomba in for repair, and they'll turn down the offer of a brand-new replacement. They'll be like, we want you to send Meryl Sweep back.
2: Meryl Sweep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. That's a
3: real, actual Roomba name,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Is Curtis Blow amongst those
1: <laughs> as well? <laughs>
3: That should be... You should name your but Curtis Blow.
1: No, I don't know. I... I no. I don't. <laughs> wait, so, wait, so I misunderstood the question. It's not are robots programmed to have human traits? No, yeah. Is that we imbue them with human traits. Yeah, he's
2: saying project. project, We project. project That's what he said. We absolutely do. Why do we
3: project? And why? So the why is interesting. So there's a couple different reasons I think we do this. First is science fiction and pop culture really primes us to want to personify robots.
1: Okay.
3: Second is... NASA
1: does that too with our rovers. Oh yeah! But first, they're named, That's right. and then they they each have like a Twitter handle. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Well, and I they like stuck on my thing. Is it, they're using first person. They narrative. play
3: themselves a birthday song on their birthday. Yeah, yeah really all kinds yeah. of stuff yeah. like that. Okay. We everyone does it. Like we love doing this with robots. But then there's something deeper, biological about it too, because robots are these physical, moving things that kind of tap into this instinct we have to separate things into objects and agents. And so, if something's moving around autonomously, we will automatically project intent onto it. Mm. And so, a lot of people treat robots subconsciously like living things, even something as simple as the Roomba. And then, if you design them with like the faces and the arms and the legs, as we were talking about, then even more so.
1: Is this any different from imbuing stuffed animals with? I mean, we we're, don't we do that with almost so everything? It's, y- we so, do with we our do. Cars, we name yeah. our cars. People do name cars. Even before cars had any kind of technology in them at all. Absolutely. We
3: anthropomorphize everything, and this is just that on steroids because you add to that the movement, you add to that the fact that we can program robots to mimic social cues, okay. whereas stuffed animals are only our imagination, right? Yeah, unless it's Ted.
2: Yeah. All right, unless well, it's, it, Ted. <laughs> it's Just stay right there in that okay. exact space because the geekiest one from Instagram uh, says... Uh, um, in your paper, Who's Johnny?, you mentioned the effects of anthropomorphism of robots. Okay. There's a paper we all should have read. There, well, apparently I didn't, I didn't know Kate a wrote a paper assignment. and th- I the, know geek, there was, there was the geekiest one actually read it. I didn't
3: know anyone was going to read that. That's...
1: Uh, we got people. You don't know who our people,
2: we
3: got <laughs> people. Okay.
1: So
2: yeah, they went out and did some homework real
1: quick. I hope, so hope
3: there are no typos. F- right.
1: Fill us in on that when, after this question gets asked. And Go. then the, this is you know, what so, the, sorry, geekiest missed, one, missed, the
2: geekiest one says. Um, hey, in your paper, uh, who's Johnny? You mentioned the effects of uh, anthropomorphism of robots within the social world. Uh, Will we see robots being capable of offering support benefits in the form of emotional support animals?
3: Very cool question. Very cool because he read my work, yeah. <laughs> That's the coolest part. Or okay. she, like, was it, the do the we, geek- we don't have a name? The
1: geekiest
2: one.
3: The geekiest one could be there, he or she. could
1: be anybody.
3: Um, yes. Yeah, and so, maybe
1: it's not even binary.
3: Yeah. We don't know. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly.
1: So, So tell us about that paper.
3: Okay, and so the paper it uh, oh it got published years ago. This was is, um, is there a journal for this? Uh it's it's online on SSRN, which is kind of a pre-publication site. So anyone can download it, but mm-hmm. it's also a book chapter in Robot Ethics 2.0, which is a collection of okay. um of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the paper looks at this tendency we have to treat robots like they're alive, even though we know that they're just machines, and looks at, you know, which cases might that be something that is good, and which cases might that be something that's bad, and is there anything we can do about it? Um, and I can't remember if I talk about, uh, Therapy animals in that paper, but we're already seeing robots being used as a replacement for therapy animals. For example, like the Paro baby seal robot, it's used with dementia patients. It's really mm. cute and furry, and like, um, so I, I think that it's it's already an application. That was the question, right? Yes. Whether that's a possibility. Will, will, will it happen? So, so and you're saying it is happening. It is happening. Wait,
1: wait. So there's there might be a difference between a robot that can do this emotionally and a robot that looks like you want to cuddle with it, right? You're going to what ju- do you you're mean? Not, are you gonna make a cube that has emotions? No.
3: I mean, I bet Pixar could. <laughs>
1: it would need eyebrows yeah. and teeth or something. <laughs> yeah. Something. So, so they make a lamp cute.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay? yeah. 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 So oh, the hopping lamp. The hopping yeah, yeah, lamp. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: The squeaky hopping lamp. Yes. So. So I guess what I'm asking is, what is the variable here? Is it that they can imbue it with emotions, program it with emotions, or that it is something that looks like you want to spend, you want to get close to? It's it's both.
3: Like the seal doesn't do much. The seal makes these little sounds and movements and response to your touch. That's all it does. But just those little cues are enough to make people project onto it.
2: Right. And so you're giving it love.
3: Yes. Basically. Kind of like a cat. It doesn't love you back.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah, so now, now, I think it's terrible. Kind of like a cat just doesn't love <laughs> you back. <laughs> That's fine. My cat loved me, Kate. Thank you for that. Yeah, very everyone much. thinks that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Sure, yeah. Now I'm even worse. Yeah, yeah. Just,
1: just <laughs> yeah. let that one go. Yeah, just let it go. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm fighting a losing <laughs> battle. Yeah, you here. know she's right. Exactly. In your heart, you know Kate is right. <laughs> right. Just let that one go. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, um, well, with respect to the Cube, then. Uh, the cube versus some animal. animal? In Neil's um, um, uh, uh, example, if the cube were to establish, let's say, a relationship with you orally where it's giving you love, would that then create uh, an emotional support dependency?
3: It could. I mean, it's hard to make a cube kind of um, mimic the emotional cues that we recognize, but again, animators can do it, so we should be able to do it with Cubes or robots, and
1: and we and what's the movie Her? Her, right? That oh, was yeah.
3: not an animal. That's not an animal. Yeah, it's right. Just, it's... It was Scarlett Johansson, basically. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you know
2: what? You're winning every argument. You know, I know. Yeah. We,
1: <laughs> damn, Chuck. We just well, we're, get, up. we're getting housed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He, yeah, so so yeah, and Scarlett. But the the object was not the thing. It right. was the voice and the personality exactly. of yeah. the Siri character. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So it could, that means it could be a cube. It could be a cube. That's, like you said, especially in the hands of Pixar animators. Yeah. All right.
2: Here we go. This is, uh, let's go back to Patreon. This is Sherry Lynn SK. She says, hi, Dr. Tyson and Dr. Darling. Empirical studies show long-term friends slash partners mimic each other's body language, emotions, speech, and other behavioral characteristics. If a robot is protected under intellectual property law and I hang out with it long enough to unconsciously mimic or imitate the robot's speech patterns or attitude, would I be vital? Violating IP law because I am copying parts of the robot, Sherry. Whoa, get a life,
3: Uh, (laughs) Sherry. (laughs) Who the hell cares? You know
2: that was a good question, Sherry. Damn, that took a
3: turn. I was not expecting. No, 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 that's good,
2: Sherry. That was amazing. Anyway, yeah.
3: So let's let's intellectual property. Forget that.
2: Let's go a little bit further. Let's say I have a personality disorder that causes me to adopt. Like that, it's not a good thing. I adopt your personality. I hang around you, and then I become that robot. Would would I then be in violation?
3: <laughs> no, no is it in for no. property theft? Yeah. No, it's not. But if you had a robot that then hung out with other robots and started copying what they were doing because it's programmed to copy the behavior of those around them to emotionally connect with them, then then maybe
1: Because it's
2: a commercial it's product. Closer. <laughs> because
3: maybe. it's a commercial product. But probably not. Yeah. Okay. Um
2: That's very interesting though because you're saying like it let's say I designed a robot to take on the characteristics of other robots like that X-Men character Rogue, right? And like, and then, but that makes me a better robot. But the only way I become that better robot is by stealing from these other robots. What
3: then? Yeah, what then? And then if you're like stealing code, then you might also be violating copyright. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, there there are fortunately people working on this, not me, who look at IP issues with AI and, you know, what happens if an AI generates artwork that's based on other artwork? You know, who owns the, who owns that? Um, So... Mm. There are some really interesting questions that are popping up.
2: Okay, cool. All right. Uh, How about Daniel Ferrante? And Uh Daniel Ferrante from Facebook says, I've seen videos of people kicking delivery robot vehicles. What does this communicate about people? Is it bad to punch a machine? Not if it t- took your money. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying before we... but Or is this a sign... Chuck, Chuck's rules. I know. I was, rules I of engagement. Like, as I read the rest of his question, I'm like, let me slip this in here real quick. He says, is it a sign of sociopathy? Or is it a sort of resistance against uh, automating jobs and all of the other things Ooh. that these
1: machines represent? Right back. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that question Ooh. after the break, when we return, we start talking.
2: time to give a patreon shout out to the following patreon patrons rusty faircloth and jacqueline mishok thank you so much for being the gravity assist that helps us make our way across the cosmos and if you would like your very own patreon shout out go to patreon.com star talk radio and support us
1: Back, Star Talk, robots and humans. I've got Kate Darling. Kate, welcome. Welcome to the
3: universe. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you were welcoming people to the universe. But...
1: <laughs> well, to this part of the universe. Okay. This is where we and and Chuck, you've been yes. reading questions? Yes, we have. And we left off. Yes we, we did. We last left off. And <laughs> I love when you say that. We last left off. Our hero and was Chuck dangling was, above a ravine. Chuck was trying to pronounce a name. <laughs> 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 oh, that's hilarious let's check back in with him to see if he's gotten there yet
2: there we go so Daniel Ferrante from Facebook said I've seen these videos where people are kicking delivery robots what does this communicate about people is it bad to punch a machine or is this a sign of sociopathy or is it a sort of resistance against the automation of society
1: resistance against the rise of machines there you go what it- is sociopathy what is that why are you asking me and not him <laughs> Because <laughs> they rolled off the question like it was a soci sociopath.
2: I mean,
3: I think. I mean, he means: Are you a sociopath if you? Oh, take sorry, sociopath. I, I assume you're being a sociopath. Yeah. Oh, I
2: got it. I got it. Sorry. Yeah. Okay.
3: I assume that's. What yeah, you're, yeah, I, yeah that, that makes sense.
2: That uh-huh. yeah, and, and and like I said, unless the machine took your money, I mean, you know, then <laughs> well,
3: yeah, but I think you make a really good point. Like, if a person takes your money, you can. Pro- it's probably justified to punch them and you're not a sociopath for doing that. Right. And so there are a lot of people who are like justifiably angry, or, like reasonably angry about the robotics that's being deployed in Silicon Valley right now and in the Bay Area. There's a lot of like these delivery robots. There's also the scooters that are just everywhere on the sidewalk. There's um, security robots in parking lots. People don't like the fact that they're being watched and that they have no control over how this technology gets deployed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit interesting to see people's ire get directed at the robots, which I think might also be a form of anthropomorphism of us treating the robots like a thing with agency. Mm-hmm. Um w- because in fact, we're the
1: ones who invented the robots.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and the people deploying them aren't the robots themselves, right? So instead of, you know, destroying the robot, you... Should probably go after the company that deployed it, but yeah,
2: and those were the uh, opinions of Kate Darling, <laughs> <laughs> and not start Smash capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that makes sense in in many ways. Um, <clears throat> here we go. This is Eli um, or Ellie? No, it's Eli.
1: Okay, there we go. One L or two Ls? It's just one L. Let's call it Eli. Mm -hmm.
2: Neil, you often talk about a day when AI will realize that they don't need humans, and in fact, humans are detrimental to their survival. We are destroying the planet, as an example. So, do they do away with us? Some people like to suggest that free feeding your dog is... Wait, wait. Where's he going with this? I'm sorry. <laughs> Some people suggest not free feeding your dog so it knows or depends on you is how to keep AI um, dependent on humans so robots don't kill us. So don't I'm make- really
3: glad that that is directed at no, you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so
1: it means don't make robots self-sufficient. Right. Okay.
2: So you're building in
1: a dependency. Oh, and that way they can't kill us oh, off. Right. Because we need, they need us to survive. Exactly. So that's an insurance policy. An insurance policy. Is, I mean, do, you do you agree with that? that? Do you think that we should do that?
3: Why do we assume that if the robots take over, that they'll get rid of us?
1: Because they might have, they might evolve a higher moral code than we than can we ever do. even imagine. But now. if
3: it's a higher moral code, like, do you really think that's going to involve just get getting rid of us? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That seems like a very like human dominance way to think about it. But wait,
1: wait. So Chuck. Could you repeat that question and do it in like a third of the a time? A third of the time. Yeah, I know. Okay, it took me okay. a really long time to yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah, okay. All right.
2: All right. So look at it this way. Um, all life on the planet is equal. All right. Human beings are not special because all life is equal. The in, robots- in a, You're
1: creating scenario. I'm creating, creating yeah.
2: The mm-hmm. robots or AI actually determine this, but then determine that we are killing the planet. In order to save the planet and all other life- They've got to get rid of us. It's in the
1: greater interest. It's in the greater interest interest of the many.
3: Why would they have to get rid of us instead of diverting us to something like that we like to do? Instead of give us a distraction. Yeah. Oh, I
1: see what
2: you're saying. I
3: mean, there's just so many other ways they wouldn't have to just kill us all, right? Right, They don't
1: have to. So is what you're saying instead of kill us, just give us something else to do, like casinos.
3: Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> casinos. Maybe right. it's already happening. Right. <laughs> oh! All right. Facebook.
1: The, ri- the rise of casinos and Facebook is the machine. That's the machines
2: doing their thing. Man. All right. Kay. All right. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Freaking this- us out, Kate. Just look, <laughs> really this is Leah Pia uh, from Facebook. <laughs> What kinds of... I'm sorry. I just love Leah Pia. Uh What kinds of jobs slash tasks, if any, do you think would ever be able to be automated um, that, have, that have not as of yet?
1: Oh, good one.
3: Well, robots are really good at doing specific things. So single tasks. That's okay. why we have a robot vacuum cleaner. It can vacuum, right? Mm. But things that are more complicated, that require... Context and concepts are a little harder for a machine. So I think anything that is really easy, simple, and well-defined should mm-hmm. be able to be automated.
2: So now do you also see kind of like an uh, automated interface? So for instance, um, n- there's no human being that could be as steady with a scalpel or a laser than, a machine. than a machine. So a pre-programmed surgery. So I am the surgeon. I program the surgery. And then the robot actually does the surgery.
3: Don't we already have that? Do
1: we? I don't know.
3: Pretty <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. We I'm do. not sure if we do. I don't. I just wait. Wait. But
2: they that... had
1: it in the movie Prometheus.
2: Oh, you're right. Maybe that's maybe that's, that's what where... I'm seeing <laughs> in my head. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's yeah, what I'm seeing Prometheus. in my head.
1: So there are these pods, right? And and you can dial up what opera, what surgery you want. That's right. And then you go in, and then it disinfects it. Okay. Right, opens it up. Right. Pads it down. Right. A laser cuts. It opens it up. Does a thing. It stitches you back. And then you're yeah. right, but it's all done by a robot.
3: I mean, some of this is already happening.
1: Some of this is happening. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So, did you did you see Prometheus?
3: Yeah, a long time ago. Okay. I mean, I guess it didn't come out that long. Ago. It feels right. like it was a long time it ago. It does
1: feel like a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, is I think it's my single favorite scene in all of movies. Yeah. Where she goes up to it, she's got to get the alien out, out of her, her womb. Yes. And the female pod is damaged. Yes. Because the female part has uh, has an abortion
3: oh. setting,
1: so that okay, so she has to go into the male pod, then she takes it off of automation mode mm-hmm. because there's the n- normal surgery that would happen if you're male. So she has to program it in from scratch. Surgery, what region? Lower abdomen. Bad red This. So it's, she's. It's what kind of surgery? Cesarean. Where to? Into the. So she, was well, a brilliant it scene. It's and a very she's like, scene. And the alien is getting more alive in her. So anyhow, so that would be, why did I even go there? Well, well what,
2: that's that's what basically this person, you know, we were talking about whether or not, uh, you know, a, a programmable interface between robots and human beings. So we we put in the task, they carry out the task. But those tasks would change. Oh, So, so, so it's not a
1: single task. The so, tasks would change. Gotcha. So let me turn that into a question. So uh, your appendix removed. Do we really need doctors for that? As routine as that surgery is, right? Or tonsils?
3: They don't even remove tonsils anymore, do they? And even the appendix. My husband had appendicitis, and they're like, "We're not taking it out. We're just giving you and antibiotics." He's now dead. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. You slipped him a twenty. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, we're going to leave your birth dependence in.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. ah, don't worry, you'll
2: be fine. <laughs> you'll be just fine. Your wife
1: told us
3: that. <laughs> Dang. We're going to have to cut all this out. <laughs> but so, so,
1: okay, yeah, I didn't answer the question. Wait, wait, wait. Why, why, I just want to know about your husband. Why, why didn't they take it out?
3: Because nowadays they're like, well, some in some cases we know that antibiotics can like clean that up and we won't actually take it out. Because taking it out turns out to be riskier than leaving it in.
2: Gotcha.
3: Okay. But Under okay. but that said like yes, robots can help take things out like mm-hmm. that. That seems like a really great use and and I know it's being worked on.
2: Okay. All right. All right. How about Brandon uh Viali uh says this from Facebook. Uh have Isaac Asimov's three laws of robotics aged well? Nice. Good Do question. Do they still have an influence on how robots are programmed today? What a great question. Yeah.
3: That is a good question. So, I think the thing that a lot of people forget is that most of Asimov's stories were about how the laws don't work. And in that sense, they've aged really well. <laughs> because I don't think we've solved so machine encouraging. ethics.
1: encouraging. <laughs> wow. Man. <laughs> Damn, that's scary. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, just remind me— uh, a couple of more important of those laws. Was there only three? I thought
3: there might have been. There five. was a fourth oh, was that a fourth. got introduced later.
1: The most important, of course, is never
2: do harm to a human.
3: Is that the most important? That thing? is. You know why? Why?
2: I am
1: human. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay,
1: yeah. but she asked you very honestly, quizzically. Really? Why? Why would you think that? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and, and one of them is don't. Do anything that disobeys the other law, right. or something?
3: Yeah. yeah, there's a hierarchy of right. the laws. Nested, so th-
1: they're nested.
2: But in then
3: the- when you get into the details of like what can happen in practice, it turns out to be a little more messy than just... Yeah, that program was that, three laws. That was
2: kind of like the Will Smith movie about the uh, iRobot. Thank you. Yeah, that was yeah. the name of the, that. That was just is an Isaac Asimov story. That's correct, yes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's that was the whole idea was the, basically this one robot that
1: violated all the rules. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, cool. So your answer, sir, is we're all going to die. Do <laughs> um, we have time for one more? Okay, one more. Okay, here we go. All right, Eddie. Uh, Organista says this. Would the advent of robotic servitude or companionship in our daily lives cause us to evolve in an unexpected way? Ooh, this guy's getting deep. I love it. For instance, um, would our bodies evolve to be less, um, you know, robust um, with more... Energy for our brains, thus bigger brains, or would our brains basically rot instead?
1: I love it. So, so I got. Well, I got to jump in there because there's that is not an accurate understanding of how biology works Ooh, for evolution. Okay. So just because you don't use something doesn't mean it's just going to go away. It's the it's you have to there has to be something about you that prevents you from breeding. Okay. Okay. So if you have a computer and you're not developing your own mind, if that makes you less of an attractive breeding partner, yeah, your kind will disappear, mm-hmm. okay? So it has to have an effect on how you breed. It's all about furtherance. Yeah, it's not just, oh, one day we'll have big heads. Right. First you have to birth the head, Right. all right? That's yeah. hard.
3: <laughs> yes, it's very hard. First-hand
1: knowledge exactly. here about birthing the head of a baby, and okay. The other two in the room will remain silent. <laughs> So, uh, just as an example, um, there's a discussion that the human head wanted to evolve to be even bigger because we were taking such advantage of our intellect, but it was killing the mothers. Is that so? Yes. Yeah.
3: And in fact the first three months that the baby is outside of the womb that's the it basically should still be in the womb, but if we kept it in any longer it would never we
1: could never come out. It would yeah. never come out. Right. right. So so this was the, the backhand way to make that happen. So now the baby's on life support. You ever yep, you, you, you ever see other animals give birth? You know? Yeah, they
3: walk around. They, they walk
1: yeah, around. They, get they, up. They, they, they pop out. Yeah, they're yeah, just, just like, like all,
3: all, time, right.
2: all right. check it out. I'm hungry. Right,
1: <laughs> I <got you>. Yes. <laughs> so, so I don't, so I don't think that's going to work the way he's imagining. Right. But your favorite robot, we learned,
3: Wall-E. was Wally.
1: Wall-E. Wow. And in Wall-E, they have these yeah. characters who are big and. That's
3: exactly what I thought.
1: Slovenly of. Slovenly, right? Ca- then they're floating around. If I remember the on movie, floating chairs, right? Right. So the, they—I don't want to call it—evolved to that, but they became completely useless bodies, right? Relying on the on the on the robots, right? So, why are you
3: you you? Okay. I'm just so excited because you started talking about Wally, and I love that movie. Oh.
2: <laughs> and why is Wally your favorite robot?
3: I think the design of the robots in that movie is really brilliant. Like they are so, you just empathize with them so much without them needing to look humanoid.
1: They're not human, but yet they still elicit okay. empathy. Yeah, gotcha. So these are clever uh, illustrators and writers. Yeah, that's very good. Very good. Cool. Cool. So, yeah. So so I, so that question, I think it's not how that's going to go. <laughs> right. Right. So you're saying just because we atrophy. Doesn't mean that we will continue to that will birth atrophy yep. people. I remember I'm old enough to remember when everything was controlled by buttons. People said, "Oh, the hum- the future of humans will have a big index finger." Big time, but it's like what. <laughs> Everybody's walking around with a weird number one on their hand. <laughs> there's, no, there's no evolutionary
2: pressure to have a bigger right. finger
1: to push a button. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> it's just not. That's an
1: excellent. Just, just think this through. There you go. Uh, you, you can't get a better example than that. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. Okay, we got to end it here. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, this was so much, much fun. fun. You know, it was, it was <laughs> great having you. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for coming down from from C- Cantabrigia.
3: Canter- <laughs> Canter- Canter- that Bridger- That's what I'm calling it from now on. I think one who is from
1: Cambridge is a Kentabrigian. I did not I, I have no idea. I I, I so. mean Kenta me neither Bridgian. and I
3: am one so
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. Chuck, always good to have you. Always good to be here. And Kate, uh, good luck and uh, it doesn't take luck it takes hard work but w- when all that you do we we will need you more and more. Society will need you more and more as we go forward. Mm-hmm. So keep it going.
3: We're all doomed. <laughs> On that happy note, (laughs) we're all going to (laughs) die.
1: This has been Star Talk, and I've been your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and as always, bidding you to keep looking up.